Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Kyle Porter and KP. No matter where you stand on this Thursday, uh, I think easily one of the most anticipated days of golf we've had in quite some time. Yes. It, it's the... I told a friend today, it's the craziest week of my career covering golf. Um, okay. I, I, I think. I think that's right. I mean, it... it Maybe, I mean, all the major weeks are crazy, as you know. Uh, But this week has felt very consequential in terms of, do I? I said that's a good word. Yeah, just in terms of what we're doing five years from now. And uh, ah, I feel conflicted. I've got a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings and ideas. And uh, I'm sure you do as well. Indeed. So round one of Live Golf London in the books we saw for the first time the live stream on youtube we got a feel for what these events are going to look like actually on the golf course um the product kyle which i think is at least to me one of the most important aspects of this because i'm I'm not going to convince taylor gooch the the geopolitical stuff i'm not going to convince those guys of anything so so now kind of the product is important because i think the product kind of maybe determines where this goes in the next couple of years. Why do, why do you say the product determines where this goes? Because if it's a good product, more guys will go. And if it is, if it's like Firefest or whatever, I think that will stop people from going. And the more people that go, uh, the more it will divide our game. Here's a question. Do you think that, and we've got a lot to talk about, but do you think that if the, the field stayed like it is right now, like nobody else ever, well, let's, let's, since Bryson and, and um, I, I presume Patrick Reed have, have committed, throw them in also. So add Bryson and Patrick Reed and take out whatever two guys you want to. Do you think that that would be enough for the live golf investments? Um, I think that's what they're called. The live golf investments group to play this out for like, let's say 10 years. Or do you think they have a desire and the people running their league that if they don't get the more top guys that at some point it will shut down? Do you, what, what's your opinion on that? I believe they need more guys, uh, especially when you start to, to game this out for 10 years, because a lot of this guy, a lot of the big popular names on this list that they don't have 10 good years of golf left in them. And unless you are going to be replacing them And even with top amateurs, Kyle, it is really hard because this is not college football. In college football, college basketball, we know who the stars are and that they're going to make an immediate impact. 
Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who could not name the colleges that a lot of the stars on the PGA Tour went to because it's not really the same, right? There's not a, a draft out of college. Most people aren't following their careers in the amateur ranks. So even if they are replenishing these guys with top amateurs, I'm not sure that's enough either. I, I think they have to continue to pick off names. If if the Saudi public investment fund uh, investment fund is just in it for sports washing, why do they have to continue to pick off names? Because if they don't pick off names, no one will watch. If no one watches, we don't get to say, "Oh, look how normal this is." They've got this golf league. Oh, they're just doing this like they did in F one and X Y and Z, and they don't even get the the results of the sports washing. I think that's right. And I think I would throw in the point that Jacob made about how it's a big deal for the public investment fund to be able to invite corporations over that they want to invest in and do business with. And if you don't have a Phil Mickelson to play with or a Dustin Johnson for CEOs of Corporation X to play with in the pro-ams or whatever, that it becomes a lot less valuable to your portfolio of of invest or of businesses that you're trying to use to uh sort of uh build yourself up um i don't know man like they are they're operating like a startup it, they're 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 almost operating like a uh like an uber or a netflix remember the big thing with netflix is like you spend like you, the the cash burn thing where you just spend just exorbitant amounts of money and you never break even, right? And then like, but but Netflix is like a business proposition. There's like economic um, co- consequences <laughs> at some point, and I don't know that there necessarily is with this in the traditional sense. So, the, the, it's just interesting to watch them operate as a complete startup but not knowing if the payoff is ever like not knowing if they ever need to be like even remotely profitable in the future that's one of like a million points we could talk about but that that just kind of struck me on thursday yeah and and to to tie that back um this the golf league will never be will never be profitable. It's 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 impossible how much money they're dumping into it. It'll it'll just never be profitable. But we will never know that the if the amateur that Phil played with yesterday signs a 7 billion dollar oil deal with the Saudis, now the league is profitable to the organization, to to the uh to to the Saudis uh you know to their pockets. But the the actual golf will never ever ever remotely come close close to being profitable. Right, and and the the scenario that you just sort of threw out there is not. I, I have a hard. This is becoming increasingly complicated because what you just threw out there is not sports washing. That's just business. That's what the PGA Tour does. That's the reason PGA Tour has proams is so that the Wells Fargo CEO can play with Rory McIlroy and then re-up their contract for 10 more years because he likes Rory McIlroy and wants to play more golf with them, right? Like that's yep. how, that's how the PGA Tour runs its business. And and so that's not part of the crookedness of the Saudis. So there's just like this, I don't know, man, like this one specific thing, the sports washing portion of it, um, 
and the people behind it that's not good. Otherwise, I don't know. Like the product on Thursday was kind of good. I don't want to say that because I went in, I went in wanting to dislike it. I went in wanting it to be a disaster, wanting it to fail. Because I think broadly, the the I just don't think this is good for golf fans, but I actually thought the way they set it up, the shotgun start was, I can't believe I'm saying this, the shotgun start was really good. The fact that it was only a four and a half hour round, the live leaderboard on, on the team and the player perspective on the left-hand side, like F1, it was good. Um, the field wasn't great. The golf course was fine. The broadcasting was okay. But like the actual presentation of golf, I was compelled by. And I don't know what to do with that. I, I break it down into two parts. I did not think the golf was all that good. I Even, even some of the big names, I didn't think they played that well. Uh, right, right, right. The guys that did play well, I'm like, who is this? Or like, you're trying to sell me on what's is his first name? Scott Scott Vincent playing with Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I didn't think the golf was all that good. I'll tell you what, the that silly little scoreboard on the left hand side, the entire yeah, it was good is a game changer um, because it it pivots, right? It goes down so you can see who's in 35th. You can see the guy who's in 35th and who's around him. You can see what place they're in. From my world where I play a lot of fantasy and I bet on a lot of things and I care a lot about top 20s and who's beating who and all the stuff that doesn't generally show up on a leaderboard, that's it was great. That, was, that leaderboard is amazing. I found myself saying if the field was better, if the course was more interesting or not even interesting, but like just more well-known, right? Like if, I mean, I always go back to Riviera, but even like a Phoenix or TPC Sawgrass or, you know, different places that the tour goes to. And if this wasn't sponsored by a murderous regime, which I, that's a lot of ifs. It's a big if. <laughs> I would be like all the way in, right? Like this is actually... I think what um, what what the presentation of regular season professional golf maybe should be. We we were texting about it, not me and you, uh, different group chat. And I, I said, if the PGA Tour adopted this and only did it twelve times a year, just went to all the good places: Colonial, Riviera, uh, Bay Hill, TPC Sawgrass, and they and they consolidated their um their funds into just paying the top 40 guys like in and everybody else you know in baseball like you make it to triple a and you're not making any more money than the guy that's in single a right but once you hit the once you hit the major leagues you're making like exponentially more money that's almost how i feel the pga tour should run where it's like only the top 40 guys make money and they make a ton of it and then everybody else is just trying to get into that position. But if the PGA Tour adopted this format as its regular season, went to good courses, and um, had the like the team aspect thing, I found myself thinking, man, if I knew all the guys on this team, and it was like again not run by a, by Saudi by the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia, I would be way, way, way into that. It felt very different than the Zurich Classic stuff, and I just I. I thought it was super compelling. I really did. 
Uh, I, yes, I have a lot more to talk about. I've got to hit this ad break. We will continue this conversation, but quickly we are going to hear a word from our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Okay, KP. So can we talk about the shotgun start here for a second? Because th- this goes both ways. I think shotgun start in general is, a, is, is fine. Shotgun finish becomes a little bit different. But what you said earlier, where this whole thing lasted four and a half hours or something like that, Condensing the amount of time that players are on the golf course, I think, solves a lot of the problems most of us hardcore fans have with the current state of the PGA. Which, honestly, a lot of a lot of his broadcasting is like you can't find the guy that you want to watch, and unless your star is in the mix on the weekend, you're not going to see it. If you only have to show five hours a day uh, instead of nine. And now you can take those extra four hours that are very expensive to broadcast. Broadcasting golf is so expensive, which is why you don't see cameras at every single green and every single tee. It's why they don't show you every single shot from every single player because it's incredibly expensive. If you could narrow the amount of time you needed to cover, you could save money and reallocate those things to a lot of this other stuff that I think people would find interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I just think the idea of having, I mean, when, when you talk about golf, it's like, okay, soccer is uh, an hour and a half long, right? A football game is three or four hours long. Golf is like 12 hours a day. And it's, <laughs> you know, and for obvious reasons, because you can only, so many players can be on the course at the same time. But man, today was like, and maybe maybe I'm speaking selfishly from like a, Hey, it'd be great if it didn't take up 13 hours of my day and only took up six or whatever in terms of covering it. Uh, but I just, I, 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 I thought, I, I thought going in that I, that I, that I, my perception of the shotgun star would be like, this is so stupid. And, but it was the complete opposite. I thought it was cool. I thought like the action that they got to right away, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, oh, this is, it, it, it just, it was, <laughs> I, I I was like into it right like from the get go right away, and I think you know one thing I was thinking about Rick, and I, I'd love your take on this. But you think about like again, think about all of this stuff as the regular season. If you look at the majors as the playoffs, like an NBA playoffs or an NFL playoffs or NHL playoffs or whatever, think about all of this stuff as the regular season. And what is I was trying to like think about what is compelling, and I want you to answer this: what is compelling about 
the NFL regular season or the NBA regular season or the Major League Baseball regular season? Well, I, I think they're different. I think what's compelling about the NFL regular season is that uh, literally every game matters. That's that's what I think is is compelling about that. When you only have 17 games, the difference between 10 and 7 and 9 and 8 is you know playoffs or not. I, I think what is compelling about Major League Baseball or, or NBA regular season uh, are stars, I, in my opinion. You know, what is LeBron doing? What is um, – I almost said Andrew Wiggins. I don't know why that name came to my mind. I'm sure he's not. I'm oh, sure he's not a star. But, like, what is, one pick. what is Giannis up to, right? Like, that's what I would tune into – for the regular season, because mo- I don't think, you know, most people just kind of tune into the NBA on starting on Christmas day and then take it from there. Yeah. And I think it's a great answer. And I think a little bit, uh, and we can get into the Jay Monahan PGA tour thing. I think a little bit is like, uh, he, he and the tour thinks what's compelling about the regular season is the history and the legacy and all this stuff. And I think what Liv is showing is like, no, it's just about like what's compelling is just stars competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the PGA Tour would say, well, historic courses and legacy and like all, all these all these different things are compelling. And they are, I I think, but I don't know that they're I don't know. It's just, it's almost like a shifting of like what matters in the regular season to golf. The PGA tour said all this other stuff and live is saying, no, it's just like star, like the, the, the smallest amount of stars possible sort of contending. And it doesn't matter what the course is and it doesn't matter, um, what your like perceived legacy is. It's just about in the moment stars contending against each other. Right. And I don't know that I, I, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm agree with more. I, 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 I gotta say, like, I find myself very conflicted today about how I feel about all of this. Yeah. It's, um, I think I said it yesterday, like everything we live in a world where everything wants want or people want you to have a black or white kind of opinion on something. And most things are just different shades of gray. And this is because, very one of those things. Totally. And I think that, I mean, the PGA tour has just gotten spread so thin that you've got 30 events that don't that don't I don't want to say they don't matter but they they kind of don't right and it's almost like and and people have talked about the the Premier Golf League the PGL and the PGL wanting to partner with the PGA Tour and essentially create this this right. this live golf on top of the PGA Tour which I got to say like after day 1 of this seems like a pretty great idea right yeah. They should make that phone call. They should. Uh, they should at least have a meeting about that. I think you can't. You can't. I just don't know that you can put that toothpaste back in the tube. And the other problem is, and the big problem is that you're just competing on inequitable footing financially. Yes. Which um, here, here's the PGA Tour's response. So, so basically, as soon as balls were in the air in in, in London, the PGA Tour released their response which is essentially saying all current and future uh live golf athletes uh are no longer welcome on the pga tour they will no longer be eligible for the president's cup they will be removed uh from the fedex cup points list and they will no longer uh be able to 
accepts sponsors exemptions, which is kind of like an interesting little wrinkle where basically, you know, if you had a, a situation where Valspar was like, oh, we want to extend one of our sponsors exemptions to Phil Mickelson. Uh, the PGA Tour is like, no, that's that's not happening. And then basically, um, for the first time ever, Kyle, uh, they named names, right? I mean, yeah. the PGA yeah. Tour has a history of never disclosing any punishments um, about anything, no matter the nature of it. And and they listed the names and also listed who had resigned their PGA Tour membership. Do you think this is the first time Dustin Johnson has ever been suspended by the PGA Tour? No. So I thought the uh, I thought the do you have do we have the letter because there was a part at the end that I I just didn't um, we can get it Jacob will get it yeah I didn't think was was great it just it felt it didn't feel very aggressive it just felt like kind of a shrugging of the shoulders right well uh, uh, yes I, I didn't think it was very aggressive but what's the what's the alternative? Right, because you don't have much leverage, and also, well, yeah, yeah, are you willing to use everything that you have out of the gate? Right? Are they holding something? I, I just don't think they have that much they can, they can actually take away from these guys. Yeah, I just, you're, you're absolutely correct, and I want to pull up because I want to get the wording right. Uh, I said something on uh, Twitter earlier. God, I can't. None of my keyboard's not working. Um, got the letter on youtube here okay so at the end he says jay monahan says i'm certain our fans and partners who are surely tired of all this talk of money money and more money which that's not that's not good uh will continue to be entertained and compelled by the world-class competition you display each and every week where there are true consequences for every shot you take and your rightful place in history whenever you reach that elusive winner's circle so when you're when when Jay Monahan is saying that he is pointing out two things. One, uh, he's pointing out how much money the other guys have, yeah, and how much harder it, it is to win on the PGA Tour. And you're you're essentially trusting your players to make a decision based on morality or uh, legacy in lieu of wealth, right? And I I just don't know like how many of those guys you should trust with that. <laughs> how many of it, how many of any of us, right? Like again, we we look at this from a very Wikipedia perspective in terms of like how many yellow boxes does Tony Finau have on his major championship page. Those guys look at it the way that we look at our jobs, which is how much money am I getting paid? What's my work-life balance and all that stuff. We ju- I think we ju- we forget that a lot of times. So when Jay Monahan is looking at his players and saying, I trust you to make a decision based on your own legacy, which very few guys actually care about, and it's a- actually a privilege to be able to care about, or the morality of the situation, that is not a it, – it, it just – is that a bet you want to make? And, and again, you're like, I don't know that he has another card to play right. other than like just – begging the majors to uh, exclude the, the live golf events from getting OWGR points, but it just didn't feel very like it felt very like wave the white flaggy. Right. I, I just, that, that was the feeling I got in reading that. Well, I, I texted you this earlier. I also think that when you start posing the question of 
legacy versus money, which is the way that most of these guys are looking at it, I think a lot of the guys would be willing to sell the legacy for enough of the money, right? There, there, sure. there is a huge chunk of guys out there. Even if even if all the majors came together and said, you are never going to play in a major championship. You are never going to play on the PGA Tour again. You are not going to earn OWGR points. There is a lot of guys who would still say, Okay, I'll just take I'll just take the payday and I'll play a couple of times a year and I'll retire very early, very wealthy. Which sucks for golf. Correct. Right. And I think that at the end of the day, when people are a lot of people have defended live golf this week and and I think there are theoretically some good reasons to defend it. I think I do think disruption is good. Um I don't know that it's going to be it's going to be bad in the short term and it might be horrible in the long term because if guys start saying like yo i don't i don't really care about the majors anyway like if the best guys in the world start saying that i just want to get i just want to make money and get paid then like the most important thing in golf which is the four major championships become devalued and not as historically relevant as they have been all along and you get not only a fragmentation of the regular season, but a fragmentation of the sport at the highest level, which is it, you can call it whatever you want. To me, it's a huge bummer. And I think that's where I, I just feel a lot of like frustration. And I don't know, it's just, it just sucks that it's happening like that. You don't want golf turning into boxing is, is what you don't want to happen where there's five different leagues and, Nobody cares about any of them and no one but knows who's gonna start. But at the same time, like what if you compared it to soccer? Has 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 the implementation of uh like the Champions League and the I don't know, there's all these different like I don't know all of them, but there's all these different leagues. It hasn't devalued the World Cup, right? Uh, no. Now now the difference is maybe yeah. like the World Cup's once every four years. So maybe I'm talking about the Ryder Cup there. And maybe the Champions League or whatever has devalued whatever their version of the majors was before all these leagues were implemented. Can I go ahead, Jacob? Well, I think the difference you're thinking of, like the Champions League players that are in the Champions League are also stars in the World Cup. So there's no brain drain effect whenever the Champions League is happening. Like that's in concurrency with the Premier League, the major European leagues, like all the national teams. So if anything, it's an argument for something more akin to what we would be thinking about between like a PGA tour alliance with something like the PGL. If that makes oh, sense. You're, you're talking about the premier league. Yeah. So it's like the premier league. Yeah. The premier golf gotcha. league, you know, so that they work very hand in hand, all of those soccer leagues that you're referencing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So if anything, it's it's valued something like the World Cup more. It's inflated the value because now you can pretty much watch your favorite stars and players year-round across different forms of competition. Which that's cool. Which but is cool. I, I will tell you what the gift and the curse is with this entire thing. It, it, it's that these golfers are independent contractors. And I'm all for being an independent contractor. But correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob. For the Premier League – 
those guys are they're paid to be on a team and they can be loaned out or traded or whatever sold to another team but like you can't just bop around anywhere you want to go it's you're here and you're getting paid to be here 100 yes you are on your specific club team and then you're also tied to your nationality your your national team right. so it's a contract system I almost feel like I just don't know that the majors are going to do what the PGA Tour thinks they're going to do. I think they're going to do nothing. Yeah. I do you think they'll award OWGR points? With I know 0% of who gets to say how OWGR points are given out. And who's eligible? If I if I start, you know, if I start a a golf league, am I eligible to apply for like what are the requirements to get OWGR sanctioned events? So there's a great article today. I tweeted it out. If people want to go read it, it's on um, it's on uh, bunkered dot. It's on bunkered. It's bunkered dot co dot uk and. Michael McEwen, who is a great dude, I uh, did a podcast with him at the Masters this year. He had a really long deal about uh, about the OWGR and and um, about how Live Golf has applied for OWGR points, but the board that decides is Seth Wall, is Mike Wan, is uh, Jay Monahan, <laughs> is all these guys that like obviously have a ton of power, but his point that I thought was good um, or let me read it here. Uh, He said the most compelling point is surely this, the OWGR's value is diminished greatly. If it is not a credible and accurate representation of who the best players in the game are. So if all of a sudden you deny live golf OWGR points, then the OWGR is just, it almost just rendered meaningless because you are not recognizing a league that has several, like a lot of the top talent in the world. And that's a very philosophical debate, but it might be what the future of golf hinges upon, right? Okay. And I, th- I thought that was a great point by him. You, you, okay, so I always love these good little loopholes. So what the OWGR board should pass is basically like, okay, from the time that you apply for your OWGR points, there's like a four-year waiting period. So there is a waiting period, but there has there ironically there have been uh instances in the past i think it was the uh pga tour china or pga tour help me out here jacob i think it was pga tour china that sped up that process so there's precedence it's for like a fast pass PGA tour to to speed up the process yeah the pga they they might have set their own tracks as far as what could be the nail in their coffin yeah. So I don't know. All of that is interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know what else we want to, there's a million different yeah. things we can talk about, but a couple more things we're rocking and rolling here. We've a ton of comments coming in. It's all good. So um, there are still players listed in the field for the DP world tour next week that are playing in London right now. Um, I, saw I saw that Pablo, Timer. Yeah, Keimer, Pablo, Larizabal. I saw a couple other guys as well. So th- that's uh, Bernd Wiesberger. So that's kind of Sergio. also, yeah, Sergio. So that's kind of also interesting, Kyle, because uh, what is this? So there's a strategic alliance between the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Apparently, this does not 
extend extend to who we let who we play. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like the PGA Tour is just on an island right now, and everybody else is like, I don't know, dude. Like, dude, good luck. Can I can I tell you what the so the PGA Tour needs to purchase the DP World Tour like today because I think we're headed in that direction anyway. You can kind of start yeah, like a, a sure. worldwide league. You already have a strategic alliance. Um, you could create a really cool schedule of co-sanctioned events and whatever, whatever. But I, I think the DP World Tour, uh, or maybe not if they let these guys continue to play, but like they could, per, they could potentially be hurt the most by by live golf, just because those guys will definitely jump ship. And if they don't let them play, it, it, like it, it'll be a depressed asset. I think the PGA Tour should buy the DP World Tour tomorrow and not let these guys play. It, like that, that's the only. I don't know what other strategy they have. Well, what is that? What is that game that PGA Tour to buy the the European Tour? Well, it does a lot of things. It allows you to continue to have a foothold on a larger worldwide stage. It allows you to stop. Um, it, it also allows you to to put up protections against any other leagues that want to come in and potentially earn o, OWGR points. Like the, like the live golf guys are going to earn OWGR points from the DP World Tour that is going to put the PGA Tour out of business. Say that again. The golfers who are currently playing yeah, on the you're right you're right you're right yeah that's right um man i just can't help but going back to like the pga tour has already has already messed this up um you're absolutely right do me a favor kyle we're getting we're getting static from your from either your headphones or your mic right now so okay. we'll get that either drop out and come back in or we can we can we can switch mics we'll get that all we'll get that all sorted out but to to put into perspective that the fund that uh the saudis use for this is a 600 billion dollar fund it's 400 times what the pga tours revenue is in a single year i mean it's just absolutely massive trying to get into a battle of of money uh with with the saudis is is not going to end particularly well kyle give me like a mic check How's that? That sounds better, right, Jacob? I put my headphones back in. They died. So, Um, so, so the 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 problem is going to be, and 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 I think you know, we've known this was coming for a year. We've known this was coming for eighteen months. I don't know what it is. The PGA Tour created a pip and increased the purses. But like, are are they? And I got this question. I played in a golf tournament on Monday, and somebody was like, "Are they? Are they emptying the coffers? Right? Like, are they giving? Are they providing their stars with all the money they possibly can?" And I don't think they are, um, but I think they're getting close. And so, when you have no more money left to give out, what what are what are your options? Like. Is creating a team event in the fall really going to keep Bryson from going to get $100 million from the Saudi Arabian government? No. No. Of course not. And so I just I just don't know, like, I, I don't... There's got to be something, right? They can't be helpless here. What Realistically, with what we know about the PGA Tour, and it, it can't... It cannot be... Obviously, finances are not going to get it done. What, like, what... There has to be something, right? Anything? Do you think if do you think if the Saudi Arabian government came in and told Aaron Rodgers and uh 
Tom Brady and all these guys, we're going to triple your, your sal- Like what if the Saudi Arabian came, government came in with uh, the, the NFL makes what 15 billion a year, 14 billion, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to create a hundred billion dollar league. <laughs> that would be the end of the NFL, right? There's nothing they could do about that. Uh, that's true. Yes, that, that is true. And so <laughs> the problem is like, what if, and I was thinking about this today. What if the Saudi Arabian government is like in 2027, they're like, you know what? We've kind of gotten all we wanted out of golf. Like we're not super interested in having a golf league anymore. I think the, I think the live golf league is over. Then what, what's going to happen then? Because when you don't have a business model other than an, in like just endless supply of money, then you don't real there's just there's no there's nothing holding it up it can be ended at the whim of like one person there's no infrastructure right correct right and, if, and i if jay if jay monahan didn't exist someone else would step into his place if mbs says hey i don't want this to go on anymore it's over right <laughs> and that's just like i think that more than anything as a golf fan feels just it doesn't it just doesn't feel great it feels very tenuous What's next? Obviously, two more rounds of, of live golf. There's going to be more names. We know some more guys are going for, for Portland in a couple of weeks. The PGA Tour maybe played everything that they have. I mean, is the P- do you think the PGA Tour is willing? So uh, my, my wife was asking me about this, and it was kind of just like, well, why doesn't the PGA Tour just do exactly like all this stuff but not be funded by the Saudis? Like, why don't they just – Because it's – it's not all the stuff that matters. It's just the money. Right. Right. And, and also I do think like, is the PGA tour willing to uh, like, if, 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 if they announced tomorrow, Hey, we're going to do shotgun starts. We're only going to have 48 player fields. We're going to reform this whole thing. Wouldn't that look like they were just like, like they're conceding. They were, just, I don't know. Like, are they willing to reform or would they rather just be put out of business? But what is the what, like what what is the reform like what are, I I don't know man like well, I just the I, reform is massive the reform is what you described it is it is basically where seventy five golfers or less have a tour card and all these other feeder leagues are feeding into that or um, you know hey listen you've got forty eight events a year. 24 of them are with the big guys and the other twenty four weeks are everybody else vying for those for other spots. Like the reform is massive. Well, and I think the reform is not not to get the Dustin Johnsons of the world back, but to retain the like the Cole Hammers of the world, right? Right, because if if you, um, I I would be interested to know, and I don't know, I don't. There's probably not a way to know this, but if if the like how much how like legitimately how much has the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia allocated to this league so uh, the 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 PGA Tour's revenue for this year is i think it was estimated at 1.5 billion correct if if the Saudi Arabian government has allocated 10 billion dollars to live golf for this year i don't know what their number is and and none of it is coming i mean some of that is coming via revenue i guess some people have bought tickets but they don't they don't even have like a they haven't even sold their 
broadcast. I don't think I, I don't did YouTube didn't like pay for that. Did they? No, 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 no. And so it, it just is like the, 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 the amount of revenue that the Saudis are bringing in, which is essentially just their pool of money is just, it just dwarfs everything that the PGA tour could possibly generate. And I, I just don't know what you're going to do about that. You, you do. I think you're right. I think you do have to, again, copy this model that has been presented to you by the PGL. Uh, and maybe you just coexist. Like maybe, maybe the, maybe the PGA tour and the P and the uh, I'm getting all the names mixed up live golf just coexist. And then everybody gets back together for the major championships. And like, is that a future that I want to live in? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it is. Yesterday I would have said, hell no. But again, soccer does it, you know, they have all these different, like they've got the Spanish league and the premier league and, and all these different leagues that coexist at a really high level that are, that remain interesting. So I don't know. I, I, I feel very kind of lost in all of this. I don't even know like what direction to go in or what to think about all of it. And I'm sure that'll change multiple times between now and for at least for me tomorrow and the next day and the week after and months from now. So obviously uh, we'll continue to see, cause this is, and just to put a final bow on all of this, this does feel like an important time, right, Kyle? Like I, I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. like we're in a moment. I don't know how the moment's going to turn out, for anybody, but we're in it. Uh, yeah, we are. I mean, a hundred percent. And I think that I, you and I, I think took it pretty seriously all along, right? Like we were, we had other people that we do this podcast with that were kind of dismissive of all this. And it's like, wait a second, guys, wait a second. But then I got a little dismissive when they wouldn't announce a field and like, it just felt very amateur hour. But I got to say, the last 24 hours, it's like this this is the real deal. And it's not going anywhere. Again, unless the two or three people that are controlling it say it's going somewhere. Um, and it's just a, it's a bigger problem for the PGA Tour than I imagined it would be. And I would imagine that they feel the same thing right now. Yes. Well, I can tell you for sure, we're not going anywhere. We'll be <laughs> first cut podding basically every day uh, as we always do. So we'll see how it shakes out. We'll be back obviously again on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll eventually talk some more PJ Tour golf as well because we've got one of those events going on. But we're in a moment, so we are taking it accordingly. Um, big thanks to producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter is available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.